everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome back to Cover B, everyone. We are here with key issues. We have issues, and they are key. <laughs> We're unlocking the door of discussion. <laughs> Did you like that? That was, that was great. Um, that was good. We are, you wanted to talk about, you kind of came up with this idea, so I'll let you kick it off. But you wanted to talk about specifically how to handle problematic people yeah so so this came to me this key issue of mine came to me recently because there's been a lot of discord online about hogwarts legacy having come out recently Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people who are happily playing it and there are a lot of people who are happily protesting it and then there's a lot of people who are hating on the people playing it and the people playing it are hating on the people protesting it and it's a it's a big it's a big discussion and fight kind of happening on the internet right now and it's all centered around jk rowling being historically problematic um Mm. her views have been not great or inclusive to a wide group of subset of people um, as, as you likely know, if you spend literally any moments of your life on the internet, um, and that got me thinking, this is something that keeps happening to us mm-hmm. as fandom consumers is something comes out that we would previously have been very excited about, but now we have to think twice because our morals are involved. And, and the J.K. Rowling, while it's not exactly comic-related, it's comic-adjacent. And I, mm. what, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. Yep. I have always loved it. It's always been a big part of me. But I'm not participating in Hogwarts Legacy as much as it hurts me because I don't want to fund someone who I feel has yep. a lot of power and has a lot of influence and is doing problematic yeah, things. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm not as much <laughs> of a Potterhead. Like, I didn't... I stopped at, like, book four. Right. Like... I read the first book. There was like a lady who used to come to my school with like new books. Yeah. And kind of like hype people up for books and reading. And when the first Harry Potter came out, she showed up. And so it was like, I got like a first edition. Like this is like the first this has made to America kind of Harry Potter and read the first book and, you know, then kind of read them as it went on. But I fell out of it. Seen all the movies, but it's never been like, like, I don't, I don't go to like Harry Potter land and cry at Universal. You I know did. What I mean? and, um, <laughs> My first time, I definitely did. You know, uh, that said, I love video games and I specifically love fantasy video games. Right. And some of the clips I've seen in this game, pretty cool, but I don't really want to support that energy. And it's, and it's frustrating too, because this is a game that is doing something that we've been asking for for a really long time, which is expanding the Harry Potter universe beyond Harry Potter. It's it's expanding the world of Hogwarts. It's expanding, you know, the mythos and the the involvement of the community. And so it sucks not wanting to participate in something that historically I would have been all in on because I can't morally allow myself to give money to someone that I find problematic and troublesome. And Part of the reason why I want to talk about this today is because this is happening in the comics and movie space mm-hmm. a lot. So comic-wise, an author, Warren Ellis, was during the hype of Me Too, lots of people came out talking about mm-hmm. him being problematic. And historically, Warren Ellis had made some great stuff. Yeah. And so that's a huge hindrance. And that 
sucks. I don't know the updates on Warren Ellis specifically. To be fair, like, I'm going to try not to make a lot of, like, judgment calls on a lot of these folks. Uh, mainly because I haven't researched all of them. But I do remember last year or so, at least some of the Warren Ellis allegations I feel like got, like, confirmed, squashed. Like, confirmed, like, get out of here. This isn't legitimate. But it's, it's you know, and this is something we can cover later on once we're done kind of laying out who we're talking about. Sometimes I look at when it's like, oh, those allegations are squashed. And I'm like, but, ha you know what I mean? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, like, exactly. When we're not, when those allegations don't exist anymore. Like, did the person come out and was like, teehee, I was lying, which does happen sometimes. Um, or was the person bought off with an NDA? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and, you, know like, you, you see it sometimes like when Cole Sprouse was getting attacked on Twitter by supposedly like multiple people for being a groomer, I think it was. And it, you know, internet sleuths kind of got together and realized that these accounts were probably the all, all the same person were started up around the same time and had the same kind of energy. And it was just some fan who was trying to get clout for, you know, taking down Cole Sprouse and stuff. And who's to say if Cole Sprouse is behind closed doors and up and up dude, but it does happen where, you know, people fake things and then, you know, you find out later and... The internet does its detective work or whatever. But sometimes I'm just like, I'll see an article that's like, oh, the rumors about so-and-so weren't true after all. And I'm right. like, but how, like, what detective work went into that? Exactly. Like, what what DNA evidence was found for that? So, <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Another example in comics was Scott Alley, who was a very longtime contributor and editor for Mike Mignola. And you guys know that I'm... A giant Mike Mignola fan. Well, those allegations had to be true enough to the point where Mike Mignola has separated from Scott Alley and they no longer produce together. Mm -hmm. So clearly there's severity enough in that range. And yeah. so it's problematic enough when you have, you know, comic creators or contributors who then you're like, well, am I still allowed to like these IPs? Right? Mm -hmm. And then there's a whole other realm that gets even more complicated in movies. Yeah, because in movies, it's not just about the creators of the IP. It's about the actors and the yeah. contributors. And we've talked a lot recently about The Flash yeah. and how we are not going to be paying money to see The Flash in theaters because we are disappointed with DC's decision to keep Ezra Miller as a primary focus of mm -hmm. that. And another example that is trickier, in my opinion, is Ant-Man. So Evangeline Lilly has come out and done some problematic mm -hmm. stuff and said some problematic things, but I don't know that the problematic things she said are problematic enough for me to not give money to go see Ant-Man and still participate in that IP, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Like, there's a difference between kidnapping people <laughs> and... Yeah. and and just sort of like talking some smack on social media. Mm -hmm. If that if that's that's kind of the range we're working at yeah. here. So I kind of wanted to like bring these things up because it's tricky to talk about how you decide what's in your morally okay and morally not okay mm -hmm. to consume, right? Because like 
there might be your favorite IP in the whole entire world might get made into, you know, favorite comic IP gets turned and bought by Amazon. It's going to be made into a movie for Amazon Prime. Yeah. And then a really problematic actor, maybe someone who's anti-Semitic or someone who is abusive or, you know, has a history of sexual assault gets cast. What do you do? How do you how do you approach that? How do you feel it's, about it? Yeah, and it's it's because it's it's frustrating because it's becoming an increasingly more delicate space. Yep. Like, you know, I think about Mel Gibson. Yep. And said some really shitty stuff, really racist stuff, really anti-Semitic stuff, really sexist stuff, like had a full breakdown. And as far as I know, over years, tried to like find recompense for that tried to apologize and heal and grow but i didn't keep up with it because i don't really like mel gibson i think he's kind of a douchebag i think he's always <laughs> gonna be a douchebag yeah like i don't you know if he were like hey you want to come over for tea i'd probably be like no nah, i'm good pass you know so it i never really like dove into that kind of following i don't know what things he said to apologize i just have heard that he's apologized as time has gone by and he you know has tried to learn and grow as a human i don't know what the details of that are because i never cared right you know what i mean i was like cool he's an anti-semite i'm good writing him off forever i don't for me personally i'm 100 percent in support of anyone that hates mel gibson because it is easy for me to be right you know what i mean because right. i also kind of don't like the guy um, go ahead and write your strongly worded emails, Mel Gibson. <laughs> um, Mel Gibson fans. But as as time goes by and the internet becomes more dedicated to the cause, and it seems like every day that goes by, there's more and more people coming out as like this is why they're problematic. Yep. And so it is becoming like. It was such an easy thing initially to be like, especially in the fervor of Me Too, you know what I mean? Yep. To be like, yep, screw them, done, done with this person forever, no thank you. And there's still a lot of those, like, you know, Harvey Weinstein, screw them, get out of here. Yeah, You know, forever. Bill Cosby, screw you, get out of here. Like, those kind of obvious, like, really big boys are like, yeah, sure. And then there's like... Like we said, there's a lot of, like, muddled allegations and false allegations. Like, there was uh, Brendan Urie from Panic! at the Disco yeah. had a bunch of allegations of grooming that eventually came out to be false. Again, I don't know what the details are though of those are. I just know people have said that we're clear, you know, the yeah. whole Cole Sprouse thing. And, um, and then it feels like there's certain allegations happening in fields that people just don't care and yeah. so they're not getting a lot of hype like voice actors yeah coming out as like like i forget the El edward elric voice actor has allegations of sexual assault against him but he's still out doing stuff yeah you know and you know is there that much push for for that industry so uh this is all a roundabout way to be like i've never until you came up with this idea i never really sat and thought about what the requirements are for me i yeah. just kind of was like you know this one bad get out of here this one i feel like okay like james gunn for instance yeah james gunn's cool why and so it really made me sit down and kind of think like what 
where do my lines go? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And I think, you know, it, it's getting even more tricky, right? Because people came out, allegations were confirmed, and yet it's like certain people just get okayed, right? Mm. Like, whether they should have or not, right? Like, Louis C.K., for example, he those allegations were confirmed. Like, he definitely exposed himself to people. But now he's selling out shows again, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, there are certain people in Hollywood that just get a pass eventually. And yeah. then there's certain that absolutely don't get a pass. And it and it's really confusing, right? And it, and it makes it difficult because then, you know, saying your favorite IP gets made into an Amazon Prime movie and they cast someone that you don't think should have been given a pass. You mm. don't think should be approved. But then do the creator of the IP and all of the other people who worked on it suffer yeah. because they chose to cast someone that they shouldn't have like yeah. and that and that makes it even more confusing right like do you punish whole swathes of people who've worked time and effort and you know put love and sweat and tears into mm. a production because one person sucks that they didn't have any control over that happened because the producers decided they liked them right yeah. like it's so it's so much more complicated yeah it's like you know I don't think Hogwarts Legacy is going to do bad sales-wise at all. But let's say in a perfect world it did. It was a big hit. You know, J.K. Rowling had to sit and think about how her online persona has affected her overall brand. Right. And, you know, we win, basically. Um, That really sucks for the company. Yeah. It sucks for all the people that had to go through crunch and design and do the textures. It sucks for the voice actors who perform these roles. It sucks for the director of the game who had this idea and the writers who had the story that now people are hurting just because some woman with very restrictive views takes so much joy. Oops, hit my mic. Takes so much joy in just poking the bear and prodding all the time. You know? Yeah. And it's... I think the important thing to remember is that there's a very big difference between somebody having opinions and somebody actively doing something to harm somebody else. Yep. And, you know, by all means, you know, a lot of, especially the opinionated stuff and even some of the actions that people can do that somebody might find offensive that, you know, others might not. It's a person by person basis. You know what I mean? The opinion stuff, you know, you might not care that Gina Carano was a huge, like, anti-vax anti-quarantine douchebag right good for you you know what i mean like cool cool. uh (laughs) no one should not care that somebody is harming somebody else yes you know what i mean like exactly hate and harm mm, you know is is we should all hold those people accountable and that's what we're talking about here and you might hear it referred to as cancel culture in my opinion it's the culture of accountability yeah and while I do think there are people in the culture that are like, shut them down, no matter what, pff, you've did one bad thing. I think that's an unfortunate side effect of social media in general. Right. Once you go in hard enough on somebody, that becomes the thing that gets you clicks and views. It's very Pitchfork-esque. Exactly. And, you know, if you let up, then suddenly people are going to question your conviction. You're going to lose those followers. You're going to lose that clout. You're going to lose your, you know, freaking meal replacement uh 
product thing. You know what I mean? Like you're going to uh, brand deal. That's what I was the word I was trying to find. Um, you know, you're going to lose advertising and stuff like that the second that you back down. So I think like the people that really go hard, it's just an unfortunate side effect of social media. Yeah. You know, and then we have this weird concept in the country of like innocent until proven guilty. And it makes people like me, you know, with Ezra Miller kind of look like douchebags. But at the same time, I don't know. Like I said, I, I had to really like sit and think on this one about like what my actual like line is line is and i think it it you know it's different with people with opinions versus people with like actions yeah and on the opinion side you know you look at like james gunn said some gross stuff about like pedophilia and stuff made some jokes on his twitter years ago long time ago um got called out disney fired him stuff kind of recouped and came back james gunn was regretful he was like you know at the same time he was kind of weirded out like why do you guys care what i said like people grow but you know he deleted his tweets he was like hey i'm sorry that these offended people uh he wasn't attached to that opinion anymore yeah you know what i mean exactly and he was willing to grow beyond it you look at like letitia wright yep liked and shared some anti-vax stuff but according to everyone she worked with on the Black Panther movie, wasn't spreading anti-vax stuff, was open to conversation about it, was open to working with Disney's regulations Learning and, stuff, and growing. And didn't double down. Yeah. She didn't get on Twitter and was like, wake up, sheeple. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And I think that's where it really... Then you look at J.K. Rowling, who just loves being a turf. <clears throat> loves it. Like, gets so much joy... Every time she offends a trans person or a trans ally or even just the LGBTQ community in general, every time she offends somebody, she gets jollies. She yeah. loves it. Yeah. That's the line. Yep. There it is. Me, yep. Is the willingness to accept. And it doesn't even have to be I'm willing to change my opinion. I'm not saying I have to be right for me to accept you back. I look at Chris Pratt like he gets a lot of shit for being conservative and very faithful in his religion. Yep. He recently claimed he's not religious. He's spiritual, but shut up. You hang up a cross every Easter. You're freaking religious. Get over it. <laughs> and while, yeah, I do think he, I don't, again, I haven't researched this stuff, so I'm not going to make claims one way or another. I don't know if he's done a lot of accountability on his donation to that church. Right. I think his team came out and said he doesn't. But the internet seems to think he does. And I don't right. know much about what's happening there. Right. And if he is donating like gobs and gobs of money to an anti-LGBT church, then let me know because he's dead to me. Yeah, that sucks. But as far as like treating him for his his conservative views and his religion and et cetera, et cetera, you know, he's he's open to other opinions. Yeah. He's open to be around other people and he doesn't brandish it he doesn't pound it in your face he doesn't use it as a weapon he doesn't use it as a shield he's just that's who i am and i'm moving on from that he's not actively attempting to do harm to someone exactly and that's that you know that was kind of the thought i had around evangeline lily like evangeline lily mm -hmm. she came out she had discussions like there's good people on both sides and and was like you know this side is often oppressed but there was never an Showed instance up like an at an anti-vax rally or something right like that, but know? there was never an instance where she was actively like you know these people are hateful and wrong and evil and mm -hmm. bad and 
Like it was never it was never actively malicious toward a specific group of people. Yeah. If that makes sense. The way that JK Rowling is actively malicious mm-hmm. toward a group of it's, people you know, or spreading misinformation. It's fine like working your way through the world, you're going to have to accept that people have different opinions than you. Yep. And it's fine to be staunch in your opinion. Yep. But you have to be willing to reflect on two things. One, my opinion might be harmful to some people. And I need to understand what that means to me. Right. And know how I justify the way I feel. Um, And two, you just need to be open to the fact that other people do have those opinions different than you. Yep. You can't be angry or aggressive when somebody doesn't feel the same way that you feel about something. And you, at the same time, you can't become obsessed with trying to change their mind. Yeah. You have to just let it ride. And I feel like that's the big difference for me is that, you know, people who accept that their opinions or statements that they've made might be harmful and either show regret or accountability to that, even if they don't show any willingness to change or just shut the F up about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, because at the end of the day, these people are playing characters or they're connected to IPs or they're writing stories. And as long as those opinions, like I said, aren't brandished as a club and they just they can hold whatever internal opinion they want. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love uh, the Ghostbusters movies. But if I find out that the writer of this movie doesn't like the Ghostbuster movies, I'm not going to not go see this movie. Yeah. But if he writes a whole movie about how the Ghostbusters movies suck, then I'll be angry about it. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? won't go see that movie. And that's a dumb, silly, you know, analogy. cheesy analogy. But, like, it's it's <clears throat> it's important to know whether it's an opinion out of, you know, convenience, their own indoctrination, their own beliefs, or if it's an opinion out of hate, and if it's wielded as such. And I think that's, you know, like bringing her up again gina carano got fired because she wouldn't shut up yeah. she had an opinion and was you know spreading news and spreading information that was legitimately harmful for people and, and wrong. she was told by her employer we think this is harmful stop you know yep apologize for spreading harmful information and stop and stop and all she had to do was say hey it's come to my attention that some of the information i've been sharing was considered harmful to certain people. So I regret if I caused anybody any harm. It was not my intention. I just want to continue being a happy, fun, you know, part, part of, of the, the Star Wars universe. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to stop. Yep. And then it would have been done. Yep. It would have been squashed. But she didn't. She doubled down, loved the attention she was getting from Schmeagle Ben Shapiro. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and... Just went with it. Yep. And ended up harming a bunch of people, losing her career, making a flop BS of a movie that conservatives don't even like. (laughs) And here we are. And I think that's the big, that's the big line for me on opinion stuff. And I'm a little bit more admittedly open-minded to people having different opinions just because I've lived in the South so long, I think. So I've had people that I've respected Mm -hmm. and loved that have considerably different opinions than me and I've had to just deal with that. Yep. Um, but it always boils down for me, like every Republican politician is a piece of shit right now (laughs) because they do exactly the things we're saying. What I'm saying is that they brandish it as a weapon. They brandish their hate and anger and their 
you know, conflicting opinions and they get so much pride off of offending people. And I think that's the big takeaway for me on the opinions and like statements side of things. We, we almost a hundred percent agree. The only other little aspect, this is like, you know how your credit score is defined by like a bunch of factors and like there's Mm -hmm. some that have way heavier weight and then there's some that's like has teeny weeny little weight, but they still factor. Yeah. That was all the big heavy factor stuff. The teeny weeny factor for me is also their level of influence in society. Mm. So Mm -hmm. like, J.K. Rowling has a huge level of influence mm-hmm. in society because not only is she a beloved author, but she has made her identity and her online persona one and the same. Like, yeah. people look to her for information and look to her because she is someone to look to. Yeah. And to me, that means that if she's spreading misinformation, that's much more dangerous than Joe Schmo camera one, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And like... And that's that's another reason why, like, you know, Evangeline Lilly spreading, you know, talking about stuff and having opinions and whatever. But her online influence and her influence as whole as an actress is not as big as like, you know, a former president or J.K. Rowling or Mm -hmm. these other people. Mm -hmm. And, And your influence and your power over societal discourse matters to me. Yeah. And I I and so it's it's not a like. Like I said, it's not the big deciding factor, but it's a little, little factor that contributes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, you know, that's another thing is that, like, Gina Carano initially wouldn't have had that much influence. But then she started talking with people who did have a lot of influence. Yeah. And that exacerbated her scenario so much wider and so much larger and made her more problematic. Mm-hmm. Because now she is influential. Now she yeah. is causing trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I she agree. is affecting discourse. So... That's, I agree. I agree. I think it has to do with your intention. It has to do with how you portray yourself, how, how you know, what you did, you yeah. know, and the ripples that they make. And like, you know, having a fit on set one day and doing one problem or, or saying one problematic thing online at one point 20 years ago, much different than exposing yourself to people yeah. or sexual assault or, yeah, that's you know. A, that's a good point is like, you know, Christian Bale had that big rant right yeah and when that first happened people were like oh man christian bale's such a dick like we hate christian bale oh my god and then like everyone involved including i think the dude that got shouted at (laughs) came out and were like yeah no it was deserved like (laughs) i was it was it was a long it was a long day this guy was being a douchebag we were all kind of like frustrated and done you know what i mean like yeah and he had a rant and Christian Bale came out and was like, yeah, you know, I lost my cool. It was uncool of me to go that hard. But, you know, it was kind of deserved. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's you got to look at the context of everything, too. Yeah. And you got to look at, like, who comes out and apologizes, who comes out with accountability. And do they, you know, I, I just I for me specifically, as far as opinions and like statements and stuff like that goes, it's just it's the people that recognize that they're the things they are saying are offensive to people and just love it they don't care they just love it they want it dave Chappelle and you know yeah jk rowling and stuff like that it's like (laughs) yeah you know yep um as far as actions go for me it's literally like i'm and i i feel like everybody can be as as forgiving as they want to be when it comes to people doing things. 
if you're forgiving to somebody for sexual assault, I don't want to talk to you. That's really messed up. Um, but for me, it's, I'm just kind of done with supporting the person until I feel like there's been accountability. Yeah. So like, for example, I play Genshin Impact. Make fun of me all you want. Recently, <laughs> one of the voice actors got called out for doing a lot of really scummy stuff. Like this happened just this week, just wow. like two days ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, we haven't had time to really see what the accountability is going to be for that. But when reached out to the company in charge of the game responded and said, we're going to look into it, going to see what our options are. We're going to work with our voice acting studio, English voice acting studio and see what we can do. So it seems the direction is going to be, we're going to get a new voice actor. Even still, I'm kind of withholding any sort of financial support of this game until I know. Yeah, you know what I mean? I don't fair. want them to try to slide it under the radar. When you look over at like the Ezra Miller thing, my biggest problem with that is how much it feels like they're just sweeping it under the rug. Right. They are, you know, and to be fair, Ezra Miller is definitely dealing with some mental health issues. And right. definitely 2022 was a big mental health year for them. Yeah. Uh, they were calling themselves Jesus, saying that they were going to bring about the Native American apocalypse with their spider goddess, girlfriend, oh, stuff like that. And yes, I agree. There's mental health issues there. Yeah. You know, when you Clearly look at... Clearly not okay. When you look at a lot of cult leaders, there was probably mental health issues that should have been addressed. Does that make those cult leaders convincing a bunch of people to suffocate themselves better? No. No. And while Ezra Miller hasn't got there, my biggest problem is that it feels like the accountability is we're going to put them in cushy therapy. We're going to have them cop to the easiest charge we can have them cop to. And then just move so on. So not the harassment, <laughs> not the assault charges, not the kidnapping charges, like any of these other allegations and other things. We're not going to have them talk about that at all. We're just going to have them cop to this burglary charge because there's no way we can get around it. And then move and on. Then, and then we'll see. That said, I'm also willing to see. I'm also willing to give Ezra Miller a year, two years, and see where they're at. Right. See what they say about the things that they did. Right. See when they get through treatment, how they feel and what they do. My biggest issue is that Hollywood is surrounded, and not surrounded, but just steeped in an environment of rich males doing shitty things yep and who's to say that everything ezra miller did was spurned by the the mental health and not just exacerbated by the mental health maybe it only became more strange because of the mental health would ezra miller still have a commune where they have women running around and demanding that they call him call call them Jesus and stuff like that without mental health or with treatment yeah. would that still happen you know there's a lot of allegations about the stuff Jared Leto does right is that mental health and at what point do we where does accountability go with mental health and i think it goes with recognizing that it's there that you need look at Kanye you know, right. You need treatment. You need help. And you can't just revel in this like torrent and tornado 
of bad decisions and choices that you're making while your mental health is in peril. Yeah. And, you know, Kanye's doing that. Kanye loves it. Yeah. Kanye is in it's it's kind of the same thing as like J.K. Rowling with being offensive. Kanye loves every time people are like, Kanye's crazy. Kanye's off his rocker and stuff like that. He just wants to be talked about. He just yeah, he just loves it. And to me, that's a big difference. Am I still am I going to go see Flash? No, because I don't feel like appropriate accountability has happened or time. If Ezra Miller goes into therapy, comes out of it and is like, I really messed up. I want to apologize to the Native American community. You know, I want to apologize to this family specifically. I want to apologize to this family. I want to apologize to my collaborators on the Flash movie. I want to apologize to my bandmates. Yeah. And all this stuff. Then maybe. Yeah. I'd be willing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I I think that really boils it down. Granted, that has a line, you know? Right. Hate crimes, general fascism, uh, rape. Yep. Various sexual assaults, like direct sexual assaults, uh, murder, things like that. Like, I'm not willing to forgive and forget you, on that you know yeah even murder has some gray areas you know what i mean sometimes that stuff's a little hard to tell but uh someone hate violence from hate and manipulation or like holding your power over another person power i can't abuse. i can't get over that yeah. that's that's i don't care what therapy you get that's you're still wrong yeah <laughs> You don't come back you from know, that. Sexual assault, same thing. It's like, nah. But it's tough. Yeah. You know, it's, just it's, tricky. it's it's hard. It's it's and it, it sucks being admit it, I'll admit it sucks having that kind of scruple where it's like, oh, somebody's being accused of something. I need to pause on whatever enjoyment I get out of them. Because sometimes it is fake. Sometimes it is a lie. It yeah. is rumor only. Um, unfortunately we live in a world where the easiest way to take down somebody you don't like is just be like, make a lie about it. They abused me to some degree. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, look at the, the whole Republican party is doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like that's their entire, like you remember the old like campaigns that used to be like, you know, they voted on and they, they voted against education and stuff like that nope this is not that anymore it's just like the guy running against me pedophile <laughs> yeah you know disney has opinions that are doesn't like the choices that i made in my state pedophiles groomers grooming our children yeah and it's like that's all they're doing is they're they're making those claims i mean freaking trump just did it to desantis <sighs> It's happening inward now. Oh, Lord. Not to get too political, but like, <laughs> that's, it's been proven thanks to social media that the easiest way to put a major hiccup in somebody's like progress or success or career is to put a claim that they're a pedophile out there, put a claim that they're a sexual assault deviant yeah. out there, because then they'll have to spend time spinning their wheels. And there will be people that never hear that the allegations got squashed or that the allegations were false. Yeah. Who will never re-engage with that person. So anyway, that's that's kind of where I stand on the actions is like, I just want to know that there's accountability there. Yeah. I want to see accountability. I want to see regret. I want to see apology and growth 
Yeah. You know, and that might take time. You know, I can't guarantee if there's an announcement that Flash is going to be in a movie in the Superman movie that I will feel like there's been enough accountability by then. It's two years from now. Yeah. Who knows? But if there is, sure. Yeah. Why not? You know, but is like next month or whenever Flash is coming out enough time? No, No, they haven't done anything. I do respect James Gunn's kind of position on it. Like, hey, we're going to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're gonna let them do therapy and then see where they're at at that point. Um, but there just hasn't been enough. We'll have to see. You know? We'll have so. to see. This was kind of a bummer of an episode, and I apologize, guys. Bit, yeah, but it's it's but it's necessary about. and it's an important thing to talk about because it happens. It's happening all the time now. Like yeah. it's it's not. It, it used to feel more rare, but part of that is because so many people didn't used to be held accountable and people were afraid to speak up. That's exactly so, it. Is It was never it was never more rare than it is right now. Yeah. It just was more hidden. It was it just right quiet. Now. And now you know. people feel, you know, empowered to be able to speak yeah. their truth and, and, you know, hold people accountable when they deserve to be held yeah. accountable. And, you know, we... My last thing that I'll say about this is that we don't have the ability to keep people from making horrible choices and hurting mm-hmm. other people and doing terrible things. But what we can do is impact the one thing that everybody gives a damn about, which is their bottom line, their bottom dollar. Yep. We can hit them in the wallet. Yep. So, you know, use your morality to dictate, you know, where you shop, what you buy and what you go see and yep. what you get from the LCS, you know? The, uh, the two final statements I'm going to make is one, have room for grace. Yep. Don't be the type of person that has zero room for forgiveness. Don't be the type of, and this is, this goes for in your like general social circle too. Like don't judge every person you ever come into contact with, or even the like celebrities, companies, things like that in your life strictly on the one time they did something bad to you or the one time they did something you disagreed with. Give People, companies, organizations, celebrities, creators, writers, artists, room to grow. And if they choose not to, if they choose not to show regret for the thing that happened, then continue where you stand on them. But allow them the space to grow. And finally, like, don't judge someone else for not having the same scruples, hangups, judgments, opinions that you have. You know, I've had this conversation a lot recently because I've been really against Blizzard, the company, because I don't feel like enough happened for me personally after all the stuff that happened. And I won't get into it because we're at the end of the episode, but you can look it up. Bunch of stuff happened. They did nothing, paid some hush money and wasn't great. Then released a bunch of games. Uh, Am I going to be mad if my friends go play WoW or go play the new Diablo game or something? No. No. Go play Overwatch. No. Go Go play what you want to do. You know, tell me how it is. It looks pretty cool if you can get in. (laughs) But, you know, don't judge people for not having the same scruples. Educate them. Let them make that choice on their own. But if they still choose to go see the Flash movie, don't be mad at them. Don't judge them and hate them. Because all of this stuff all of these angles and you know boycotting movies and boycotting games and stuff like that is happening because somebody chose to have hate in their heart somebody chose violence chose aggression chose manipulation and you don't want to be a part of that system nope 
it's response to that kind of energy and we don't need to put more of that energy out so if you don't want to go see the flash movie because you don't agree with what happened with ezra miller and how dc's handling it and your family goes to see the flash movie don't be mad at them yeah just tell them oh yeah let me know how it is like let me know what happens if anything big happens because i'm not going to go see it and when they're like oh why aren't you going to go see it then educate them and let them make that choice and if it's easier you know? on you to kind of rationalize it like, well, well, they're giving money to this person that I don't agree with. Think of all the money they're giving to the people who didn't do anything wrong but worked on that movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, because there's still a lot yeah. of people who put their love and their dedication mm -hmm. into a movie. There's other that names in the credits. With it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but let's just let's not create a world of hate in order to defend ourselves against hate. Yep. You know what I mean? Let's let's just make it a world of education. So. That's my only takeaway, like final, final point, final notes <laughs> with Chris. But, you know, like T said, this is a bummer of an episode, but I think it's good. I think, you know, anyone listening to this, take time to kind of feel out where you stand on things. Because, mm -hmm. like I said, I never really thought about it. I just kind of reacted to things mm -hmm. and felt the way I felt and stood by my opinions on each individual thing. But I never really sat and rationalized where those lines are right. for me. Um and I think it's an important thing to do, especially in this ever-changing world of social media and exposure yep. that we live in, uh, to really, like, sit down and come to terms with where you stand on those kind of things. But yep, 100%. Anyway, thank you so for, so much for listening. Get out and do something happy. Yeah, please. Go, go eat some ice cream or something. <laughs> go to, like, a dog park and just, like cover yourself in sausages and roll around for a little bit um make sure there's dogs there before you do otherwise it. it's a little weird because otherwise that's just kind of strange yeah it's a little being covered in sausages a little like, strange in the middle of i mean field. but if that brings you joy but hey yeah, if it makes you happy you know. who am i to judge i'm not gonna um, yuck your yum yeah hey if you want more episodes that are possibly less uh sad uh, depressing yeah more <laughs> uplifting episodes you can find them on our website at coverbpodcast.com that's right you can also follow us on social media at on facebook and instagram at coverbpodcast thanks again for listening have a great weekend next week we will be hitting you with some ant-man quantumania so that's look true. forward to that uh, i'm really stoked for that movie but also staying guarded um <laughs> as always i have been chris this has been T. It's true. And you have been listening to, to Cover, Cover B. B. Bye, everybody. <laughs>